Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. I have some video game things to talk about, news-wise. Let's do it! Um, this is because, before we started the show, I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recently on Twitter I did draw a fake Yu-Gi-Oh! monster. Mm. Um, well I have news that Konami unveils three new Yu-Gi-Oh! digital titles. Hmm. In addition to Duel Links. I already told you personally about Master Duel. Mm. Um, which is like just like a higher quality, like actual regular Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. that's played online as opposed to like Duel Links, which is like speed dueling. Right. And, yeah. yeah. Like it's got like the the uh what's the word I'm looking for? The production value of like a hearthstone or something. Mm-hmm. As you can see by the image I sent you. And that's fine. That's coming to, like, a basically every platform possible. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so nice. Um, now, the current Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, which has not been made legally available in English at all, even though it is starting its second season. Mm. Um, and, like, the English dub has started development this year, but we still haven't gotten, like, legal access to any of the subs or anything, as far as I can mm. tell. Uh, but that's Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s. Um, yeah. And Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s has a new type of way to duel called Rush Dueling, which is like speed dueling, but even faster. Oh, jeez. Unless you just... Con- every turn you draw back up to five, and you can summon as many monsters as you want. <laughs> as long as you have the space on your field. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but, so the video game version of that is coming this winter time i believe in america we're gonna get the game before we got the show mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i really want sevens to be available because i'm inter- it's like very much a more it's more oriented to children than Yu-Gi-Oh normally is right um it's got a different animation studio than it normally does mm. like the character looks very different from a Yu-Gi-Oh protagonist like it has like the it has the you know anime protagonist targeted at young children hair but it's not mm-hmm. as Yu-Gi-Oh, you know? Right. If that makes any sense. Mm, I think so. Um, and there's one of the characters is a girl who has a dual disc built into her guitar. I think I've seen that. Probably. I, I've... I know I've retweeted some pictures. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, want to watch that and it'll be available. Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel will be available on certain platforms later. Nice. I've seen a picture of a Switch like a switch box. Mm. For it. Um, the last one is the most ridiculous one. Yu-Gi-Oh! Cross Duel, which will be coming out on iOS and Android. Um, it's a four-player dueling game, right? Mm. Um, but it doesn't work. Like It's in beta now. I mm. found a website that talks about the beta. And nothing about this seems normal. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be a version of Yu-Gi-Oh! that is for me. But... So essentially, I sent you a picture of something. Uh, Why is there... There's monster lanes, um, I should say. So basically, you have three monster things, which is fine, that's normal, that's how uh, speed dueling works, right? Right, right. Um, This also has the rush duel thing of you can play monsters that you have that you don't need to tribute. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but each one of your monster zones is connected to another person's monster zone except the one in the middle is connected to everyone's because they all go towards the center yeah um 
basically your monsters can only do damage if they reach your opponent's board and there's nothing there to stop them. Is there like repositioning once you set a like a card? There are some cards that let you do that. Like there's a card that lets you like move a monster to an empty monster zone. Okay. It's something like that. Okay. You know? Um I don't think there's like any special monsters. I think because they show the uh instead of you know how in duelings you got to pick either pick either uh Yami Yugi or Seto Kaiba, and that'll be your starting character. Correct. Uh for this it's pick your ace monster. Which I love that. That's great. Mm, mm. But uh, if you'll notice, I sent you this image here. Uh, Stardust Dragon, which is normally a Synchro monster, and number 39 Utopia, which is normally an Xyz monster, have been turned into normal monsters. So then what's the point of having like attributes and like designations for your monster cards? Like what, what makes Red Eyes Black Dragon really that much different than Blue Eyes Red Dragon other than power? It's going to be the power. Or, like, you know, some cards, I think, still have abilities. Um, mm. and actually, I think ace monsters have skills. Okay. According to this beta that I'm reading here. And um, I guess, like, you'll still have, like, magic cards. Like, you could probably throw down, like, a zone... A zone... Or field spell, I guess is the correct term. And be like, okay, this is a, a warrior deck, so I'm placing this field effect that buffs my warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, spell guards are activated from hand directly during the battle phase. They cannot be used in the main phase or set. Uh-huh. So, spells work differently. Traps, uh, automatically activate upon conditions being met when you set them. Um, for example, you set, select a spot when setting trap hole, and when an opponent's monster moves to that spot, the trap hole automatically activates. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Various monsters have different types of skills. For example, the specialty skill of Dark Magician allows you to deal damage to all of your opponents when you activate a spell card. Hmm. Um, I, I want to know some of the more specific wordings here, because literally the only sentence under Blue Eyes is, Blue Eyes White Dragon can destroy all monsters. <laughs> Which I don't think is the full list of that ability. I don't hmm. think. Um... But yeah, there's like skill trees for monsters. Monsters have skill trees, it looks like. Mm. It's very much a gotcha game. Also. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, in Duel Links, you could say it's a gotcha game, but it is just like an, like a card game. You know, you buy card packs and you get cards out of them. Mm. This is, it's just straight up calls it a card gotcha. Mmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't think this will be for me. I'm not even probably going to try it. I might watch someone play it, but I I do not think it is for me. Yeah. I'm looking forward to maybe playing Rush Duel and definitely playing Master Duel for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't Agreed. think I'll stick to Master Duel because I think real Yu-Gi-Oh! is maybe a, a pay grade above mine. But... Because mm. I'm already getting smoked by people making decks in Duel Links. I don't do PvP. Right, right. Often. I'll do it sometimes, but I don't do it often. Yeah, usually I'll be like, "Ooh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about this deck," and then I'll connect to somebody in PvP. They'll like turn one, like summon a whole field of like. I gotta show you the level thirty fight for this event. The level thirty fight is like literally on their first turn. They are like, "All right, I got um, I'm gonna set up a pendulum scale." It's the first time I've seen an NPC use the pendulum scale. Mm. They set up a pendulum scale, summon some monsters. Use those monsters to synchro summon a monster, and then a monster's effect activates from the graveyard so they can special summon a monster. 
Um, and then they also do have an Xyz monster. Ooh. God, that's good. Like, this is the first time I've seen an NPC play a monster that gets the animation of summoning your ace monster. Right, right. It was... I have not been able to beat it. <laughs> I've been trying very hard. <laughs> and I think my deck can do it, I just have not been getting the right card draw, which is really what it's coming down to. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yu-Gi-Oh. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I think that's everything I have to talk about videos game-wise. I've been playing more Final Fantasy XIV since we are less than a month away from Ed Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, did the Moogle Tome event, got my PvP hairstyle and my my bomber's jacket, which I'm very pleased about. Um, got, yeah, PvP healing is literally the only thing I can do in PvP, like, just playing, like, killing as healer. And, like, nothing feels better than, like, having a whole gaggle of, like, DPS trying to take you down. And I'm just like, put you to sleep, throw a self-heal at myself, pop a potion, pop my sprint, and, like, just, like, hiding, like, stupid DPS back into my team for them to be swarmed, like. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a MOBA. <laughs> it, it was, it was just so, it was so, like. I think I went, I played 17 matches and I won 10 of them. So a little over half, like 50% win rate. And it honestly was like a good way to spend the, the Moogle Tome event getting like what I wanted. Like I could, there's, um, a blue mage farm that is like one of the coil turns. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the ones that has ads leading up to the boss. I don't know if you remember turn two, but it's the one where you fight a bunch of orbs sure yeah but um so all of the orbs you have to fight leading up to the main orb are weak to the blue mage spell level five death (laughs) so you could just do a gap closer spell pop off instant death on it and it'll just like die (laughs) so the strat is you get like three people who have in the gap closer and level five death kill the ads and then you have everybody do um essentially this uh, a portion of the the blue mage opener and then just have everybody go into final sting all at the same time you just explode the boss instead of actually fighting it because the gimmick with moogle tomes is you have to the content that rewards you for those like that would reward yield tomes to you you have to do it as synced classes but it does not exclude blue mage. So usually people will try to figure out like optimal ways to use a blue mage in these older bits of content because blue mage is broken. And that's where mm-hmm. we stand. And that's why we stand. So it makes me happy at least seeing people dust off their blue mages and come up with some broken ass shit and final sting an orb to death for an hour to get like 160 tomes or some shit like that. Other than that, I'm, I have been really taking uh, taking Final Fantasy. Other, literally, other than like no life in PvP for one day, I've been going pretty chill in Final Fantasy. I might um, be finally replaying Delta Rune Chapter One and or Undertale tomorrow mm. with with someone special to me in my life. So that'll be interesting and fun. I might I might steer us towards Deltarune chapter one just because I don't think I'm ready to get into the 
Yeah, so this game has like all these different endings and we have to play it multiple times to see them all. Or you you should just play it the right way the one time and Yeah, yeah. And but then it's like you have to explain like, all right, this is what we have to be doing. Because Mm. some of that stuff is just harder to figure out immediately. Right. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna be guiding us into let's just do Delta Root chapter one. It'll be fine. I feel like that's a little bit more digestible. So that that's me and my life in video games right now. Hmm. Nice. Um. Yeah. So we're here. We're here to make a comedy game. It's true. Let me open up the timer on my phone. Oh, I received a reply. What is this about? Tanner, what are you saying? Powerful about? <laughs> Tanner is saying powerful about the Yu-Gi-Oh 7's game coming out before the animate. <laughs> all right we got 45 minutes on the clock mm-hmm. uh, oh my my bonus objective i do have one okay so this will be a reboot okay exciting like a reboot sequel type thing mm-hmm. all right i hit the button let's go Ooh. so i would like to do a reboot sequel to a platform video game trilogy developed mm-hmm. by crystal dynamics Mm-hmm. It I, details I think... the adventures of an anthropomorphic gecko named yeah. Gex. A game that I once rented from a blockbuster because I was very into like reptiles and lizards and frogs as a kid. And I was like, oh, it's a video game about a lizard. And then I got home and I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I played this a lot as a kid also. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, this is going to be very formative to my my taste in video games <laughs> like i think i would like it a lot more now but i also didn't play mario 64 like my nintendo 64 was the zelda machine and also pokemon stadium machine i did not make the leap to 3d platformers until like the wii i would say mm-hmm. but yeah i i am i am familiar with this gecko i think he's a i don't know i think um i think there's something there that like I think would be worth revisiting with Gex. Yeah. And even it's comedy. if it, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if it's a bad comedy, it's comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it still kills me that it's Gex 3 that has the anime world, but it was like extremely like 1998 America's um view of anime, so it's just magical girl aka just Sailor Moon clones and Gundams running around. Uh-huh. And it's, it's like Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all of anime. Uh huh. It's like literally an entire world themed around how to draw manga. <laughs> the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's extremely that flavor. Um. So I did learn something about. Okay. So I'm gonna say here are the characters that are important that we should consider <laughs> to have. Um. Because mm. I do. I am going to make this like a reboot sequel. So we'll get into that mm. in a second. But yeah. We're gonna read the Wikipedia page here. Hmm. Gex. Important. Mm-hmm. Gex is a smart aleck, a wisecracking gecko. Yeah. Lives in Maui, Hawaii. He spends his da- days with his friends surfing, playing the ukulele, and throwing poi parties down on the beach with the local lady lizards. <laughs> After his father's death, he begins watching mass amounts of TV to get over the tragedy. Oh. This is true. This is canon. Mm-hmm. He eventually inherits over $20 billion from his deceased great uncle and buys the world's largest television. He has his own island hideaway called the Gex Cave, located in the South Pacific. Or located in the South Pacific. 
His catchphrase mm. is, it's tail time, due to his primary attack being tail whips. Mm. Voiced by Dana Gould. In, I said that really weird. Uh, in all three installments of the North American version, which is the only one that matters. Correct. Um, then we have Rez, who's the main antagonist of the series. Mm-hmm. He's a megalomaniac cybernetic entity. His mm-hmm. one true ambition is to control the entire media dimension and ensure the longevity of bad TV shows and Z-grade movies. <laughs> His entire essence is made out of liquid Rez, a liquid noise spread throughout everything uh he also claims to be gex's father as an homage to star wars but it's uncertain if this is true or not Mm, yeah because everything in this these games are it's like it's terminally like media references yeah gex's father um how he died was he works for he worked for nasa doing various research projects and he and 10 other volunteers are chosen to do a test where they eat tapioca pudding in zero gravity. Uh-huh. But a band-aid flows into one of the fuel tanks, killing all of them after the rocket explodes. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, there's also Agent Extra. This is the third character that I think is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this is also, before we started recording, I said, oh, that is a thing that I just learned about this character for the first time. Uh-huh. Agent Extra is uh, Gex's crime-fighting partner. Uh, her name is spelled with an X, T-R-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loves TV also. She's uh, in like the third one, for sure. I don't. I haven't watched the cutscenes for the second one, because I played the N64 version mostly, and the N64 version doesn't have any of the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gets kidnapped by Rez in the third one, and communicates to Gex through video signals. Um, and she is portrayed in live-action sequences by Marlise Andrada, who I learned is a Playboy bunny. <laughs> oh, good for her. Yeah. From uh, 1998, at least. Yeah. So about... That's, that's like one of those things where it's like, yes, they probably hired her because of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, good for her. What's she up to? I, I can't find out because when I clicked on her name in Wikipedia, it just took me to the list of people in Playboy 1990s. <laughs> What if she's? I wonder if she's on Twitter. <laughs> Let me just Google the name instead. Oh, she was in Baywatch. Ah, she was Sky from Baywatch. Okay. What's her IMDb say? What's her most recent thing? Uh, basically, her most recent thing was Gex Three. <laughs> mm hmm. Crystal Dynamics slash Square Enix need to have her come out of retirement for this Gex reboot. Mm-hmm. Look, I just, I think that Gex should be in Kingdom Hearts. I do, so IMDB does have a section of personal quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first quote on the personal quote list. I hate clothes. As soon as <laughs> I get home every day, I take off as many clothes as possible. Am I an exhibitionist? It depends on your definition. Maybe I'm just sexy and relaxed. God, Fucking good for you. God, that that's that's my that's those are words to live by. Yeah, this is, I she hasn't really been. She's probably living off Baywatch checks, honestly. Uh huh. Mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. finding any other information about what she's been up to, or if she mm-hmm. could be found anywhere. Anyways, mm-hmm. those are the three characters that I think are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fourth character that I'd maybe say consider, or actually, there's two more characters I'd maybe consider. Um. 
Gex has a butler named Alfred. He is a turtle who wears a bow tie and glasses. Mm. Uh, and in Gex 3, uh, you un- you go to- the first level is a Christmas level. Mm. Mm. Um, and in that level is a Tyrannosaurus Rex that is frozen in a block of ice. Yeah. This is revealed to be Gex's prehistoric ancestor, Rex. <laughs> okay, yeah. He is small and red. <laughs> yeah yeah that that that's 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 fine and normal yeah oh wait hold on i gotta see this a fourth entry was in development for the ps2 but was cancelled with only concept art existing of the project <gasps> can i see this concept art please there are exactly two pieces of image for this okay um here we have Gex climbing a rock wall with a big statue of Gex on it in like a stereotypical Buddha pose. Mm-hmm. I love that little Gex doodle though. It's so cute. Right? He's Look just a little, a little lizard friend. Um, But I do not know what this is supposed to be. It is very like cyber dystopian though. Oh wow. Kind of like Giger-esque even yeah yeah it's kind of reminding me of like some of the biotech stuff they've got going on in titan a another cute gex doodle <laughs> yeah i i think i think a strength of gex would be to capitalize on just how stinking cute he is <laughs> he's just a lizard he's just well, a lizard. we get to do that for sure because i do think as part of this reboot is that you are not playing as gex uh-huh you are playing as gex's daughter uh-huh and in my in my world, in my mm. game that I mm. make, Gex's yeah. daughter is trans. Uh-huh. And and Gex and Gex himself is like the perfect parent in that regard, at least. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay, we do need to take a moment and talk about uh Gex be shipping. Sure. <laughs> do you mind if I talk about Gex be shipping for a second? No, I've, go ahead, by all means. So Gexby shipping is people who ship Gex and Bubsy. Uh-huh. These people are real. Okay. I couldn't I couldn't parse what the the combination was at first. I think that's why my reaction was as weird as it was. But Bubsy and Gex. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gexby. Yeah. Like look, sometimes a couple just needs to be two clowns. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and th- <laughs> so th- this originated mostly from what I had seen uh, from like an extra live stream called Gexter Life, where people mm-hmm. were playing the entire Gex franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, done by people with like a large queer audience and people were like, what if Gex was a trans man? What if that, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gex and a Miku binder. <laughs> this was before that <laughs> happened, luckily. <laughs> Gex saying, I met God and she's a woman. I don't know if we're going to run with that, but I do want Gex to have a trans daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, I do not think Agent Extra is the mother. Uh, <laughs> as as horny as they get. That look, I just think I just think she's like a, a fun colleague of his. Yeah. You know? they're, they're work partners. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what happened to Gex? Obviously, Rez did something. I think that's what's got to have happened here. Uh-huh. 
but I don't know what Res did. Normally what Res does is he puts Gex in the media dimension. Yeah. Um, what if, like, he is in the media dimension with, like, like no way to get back? Or So we did read about the liquid Res here, uh-huh. which is not something that I knew existed in the canon. Mm-hmm. But consider... Uh, a Gex model, but the entire texture's just been replaced with TV static. Oh God! So he's like, um, he's he's been Shadow Mario'd. Mmm. God, yeah. And so Agent <laughs> Extra calls you up and is like, "Hey, um, something went real bad the last time Res attacked us. So like, we need uh your help because you're uh." Your Gex's gamer trans daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So this time, instead of the media dimension being about going into CRT televisions and collecting television remotes, it's more video game themed, I think. Yeah. Also, it's definitely flat screens. You're definitely going into flat screens. Mm-hmm. A tasty plasma, even. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the collectible for this game? Um. I mean, TV or notes is still fine. I think maybe if we change it to, like, a video game remote, too, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. So, like, they didn't really do much other than just be thematic. Hmm. Um, each world also had as, like, already default collectible that when you collected enough enough of them, turned into a different default collectible, and then kind of stuff for those, comes a new default collectible, and once you collect all of those, you get a remote for having collected enough collectibles. Uh, I think I remember that from the speed run. For the very least, I think I streamed it once. That too. <laughs> um, yeah, so, got all that. Those are all the things I've said so far. Mm-hmm. We do need to change some of the, uh, the sense of humor. Um. Yeah, because I think it, it tends to be, like, It's very clear. referential. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which I think some of it is still fine. Um, mm. I, I think that's like fine enough. I just so Jake and Josh recently uh, talked about Gex a good bit for mm. for God who knows what reason, right? Um, and they're like, it's just it's Family Guy humor, and I I would like to beg to differ. It is slightly different. I do not what makes I do not know what makes it different, but it does feel different. Okay, you know you know what Gex humor is. Tell me. Gex Gex humor is early mid aughts gamer webcomic humor. It is gamer webcomic humor. You're correct. It's 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 the kind of shit that would have lost its mind over the cake is a lie. Like God, yes. Like that's that, still that, gotta be in here. I do think we're going to get at least one cake as a lie joke. Oh, oh yeah, especially if the worlds are themed after videos game. Like you know, there has to be a creepy techno puzzle world where a disembodied robot milf like taunts you yeah that, uh, is that not what glados is glados is kind of like that <laughs> um i need to pull up the uh the gex wiki and not the regular wikipedia let me go to gex wiki gex wiki for gex enter the gecko which is my go-to gex game to compare things to mm-hmm. gex 3 has more of a hub world yeah, in a sense, and I think it's probably just a better game, but I haven't played as much of it. God, what if they put Gex sixty four on the Nintendo Switch Online? 
The Crash. <laughs> yeah. I've not beaten that game. I've gotten close, but I've not beaten it. I, I'm going to say something really, like, kind of sad. I don't think I've ever beat a 3D platformer. For how many, like, 3D platformers we've talked about on this, like, show? The only 3D platformers I've beaten are Sonic Adventure. Yeah. I don't count uh, um, Sonic and the Black Knight. That doesn't feel the same. But I guess it technically is. But that's more uh, like a runner than it is yeah. a platformer. Um, Sonic Forces, but again, that's also more often a runner than a platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I technically saw credits on Mario Odyssey. I didn't do any of the post-game stuff, though, because I thought it sucked. Yeah, I... I never finished Odyssey. I got super, super, super fucking close, but... Uh, in pu- in true Cassidy fashion, I beat Mario Odyssey and was like, mm, I think I like Sonic Forces more. Hmm. <laughs> this is the truth of our world, and I love you for that. All right, so let me say how many types of g- level there are, and then we can go further into that. So basically how levels worked, at least in um, Gex 2, Gex Enter the Gecko. Mm-hmm. is they were there were archetypes of levels and they used like the same kind of um theming and like um what's the word like they used the same level parts to make new levels uh okay like it's like you know mario maker there's like the the mario one theme and all the levels that are made with that look kind of the same yeah yeah yeah, or yeah even yeah, more yeah. specifically like all mario cave levels look like cave levels correct correct so in Gex Enter the Gecko, there was Toon TV, which mm-hmm. had a couple levels that's based on cartoons. The Scream TV, which was based around horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the N64 had an exclusive Titanic level, but it was oh just gosh. the one level. Uh, there was Circuit Central, was was like themed around being inside electronics. Okay. I guess it was weird. Um, Kung Fu Theater, which was problematic. <laughs> Yes. Um, although I do think some of the level names are fun. Uh, for example, one of the Kung Fu Theater level names is Samurai Night Fever. Oh, I do like that, I think. Uh, and one of the Scream TV levels is Frankensteinfeld. Anyways, also the Rocket Channel, which was based around space and sci-fi. Mm. The Prehistoric Channel, which was based around um, you know, dinosaurs. Yeah. And then there was like, the special final boss level mm. um so so that's what how many distinct flavors is that that's one two three four five we'll say six i'm not going to count the titanic one mm. so yeah, we just need that. six like video game archetypes that we could work with here okay so and then what I'm... differentiates them mm-hmm. so gotta do a souls born <laughs> Or, like, that kind of, like, spooky. Yeah, that would be, like, Soulsborne aesthetic, Resident Evil aesthetic. Yeah, uh, Silent Silent Hill, Hill. yeah. But it's still a platformer. You're not shooting dudes, you're just jumping. Yeah, that's how Scream (laughs) TV was. It's everything's spooky, and there's references to horror movies everywhere. (laughs) Guests will sometimes say, welcome to Under This Old House. I I just, I really do like the idea of um like the 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 souls barred levels that are very clearly like you know you're just you're meant to go down this winding path up a, up some stairs you know like 
go through all these enemies and then you've just got like gamer girl uh gex's daughter who's just like triple jumping up like a belfry or something like that be like yeah just like imagining like this fucking like grody like space that's got skeletons and stuff in it and there's just like a cel-shaded cartoon lizard yeah yeah exactly <laughs> she's like wearing like a metal helmet or something yeah like, yeah yeah, she's uh, got, like, a shoulder guard on or something like that. <laughs> yeah, because, like, for example, in the Toon TV levels, you would enter rabbit holes to, like, go to different parts of the levels. And when you came out right. of them, and one of them you came out dressed like a rabbit, the other one you came out dressed like a duck. Mm-hmm, because a classic of Looney Tune. Yes. Um, so absolutely the horror, spooky, soulsborne survival horror thing. Mm-hmm. Um... We'll come back. I want to write these down and we'll come back and give them names. I'm not going to write them down for the sake of putting them in the list later. I'm writing them down for the sake of conversation now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want, like, a retro 3D platformer section that's, like, all, like, bright colors and low poly. Mm. So that way, because I I do just remember fondly the aesthetic of the Toon levels. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Toon levels look like Spyro levels. Look like Ape Escape. You know? Like, mm-hmm. the early levels of Ape Escape. Yeah. So something that's, like, bright, it's green, it's colorful, it's low-poly, terrible textures, except for the main character who's just running Right, because she's, like, more, like, higher-resed, um... Higher-res. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. That's... Hold on, I'm gonna write that down for the subtitle. The reveal! <laughs> yeah, I think, um... That would also be uh, Gex Higher Res would be a great name for like an HD remake of the of the trilogy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like a reference to to something in the game too. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have that. We have the low poly 3D platformer. I need to write that down. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, here's a funny mashup. Like, okay, so I I clearly want like a like a portal reference, right? Mm-hmm. But I also think it'd be funny if it was also, like, simultaneously, like, Halo slash, like, Mass Effect? Yeah, just, like, a generic, like, sci-fi game thing. Mm -hmm. But also, like, you definitely get, like, trapped in a research facility type. Like, I think there is, like, an outdoor-y kind of place, but then, like, it's, like, the later half is, like, oops, you're trapped in the test facility. Alright, um... I think we gotta brave the uh, the potential to get really bad and have a JRPG section. And like, I think I think you could honestly do some fun stuff with that because like I think it. I would want to go even further, and I would want to do the like, Kingdom Hearts recoded thing of saying no. When you're going into these levels, it plays differently. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> you tail whip an enemy, and a battle screen pops up. <laughs> but it's like, do you know about timed hits? Yeah, say, but it's like this, like Paper Mario, like uh, tiered, like numbers. Like it's a lot less, like honestly, no. What if it was just like older no, Final it's Fantasy be big numbers? Yeah, as I say, what if it is just like older, big numbers? Does <sighs> Gaia eat your heart out? <laughs> trillion, trillion damage. Um. Uh, okay, so that's four. We need two more. With mm-hmm. two more types of video games. Um, indie RPG maker. No, we already have JRPGs. We can't um, do an under. We can't do an Undertale reference. What if there's racing levels? I think there should be a racing level. It's like less three D platformy and more like 
it's like that mini game from Birth by Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's less about collecting. Like you do collect some collectibles in there, but it's more like you go back and do those, you know? Oh, yeah. And the last one is Battle Royale Fortnite. I like that as a bonus level. I don't know if I like that as a, as a genre of level. <laughs> there is just a, a backdoor, like, battle royale mode in this game. What about, like, would, like, like RTSs or even, like, the turn-based strategy games be interesting to kind of mimic and poke fun at? Would, we, would that be better than, like, a 2D Metroidvania? Mm, see this is hard because as something that i want to play it would be 2d metrovania but also i think it'd be funny because especially if like the jrpg was more in the direction of like like a final fantasy 7 versus a final fantasy 1 mm-hmm. then we could do like you know european yeah but also like even even the um like european aesthetics of like you know, uh, command and not command and conquer, uh, total war and stuff like that. I feel like RTSs are a hard sell to a lot of people, especially yeah. if they're coming for a platformer. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, like even... trying to just like drop someone into an RTS, it feels like if you put, put a 3d platformer character in an RTS and had them still run around like a 3d platformer, that becomes a muso, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Counterpoint, Russo, a very great idea for a bonus level. Counterpoint, then you start scaling walls and it just becomes an Ass Creed game. Oh shit, you're right, we do need Assassin's Creed in here. Yeah. Maybe the so, overworld is Assassin's Creed. Or yeah, maybe it's just like a like a, a medieval's castle. And you just can do like fun platform shit in there. You and gotta climb like, to the top of a tower, and then you activate your gecko vision to see all the televisions <laughs> that you can jump into. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and God, then no, okay, but what if okay, a virtual recreation of quote Gex's mansion or whatever? He doesn't have a mansion. He has like a cave that he lives in. That's like a bat cave. But what if he had a right. mansion? Right. Virtual right. recreation of that, and you have to like navigate it Luigi's Mansion style to find all the levels. <laughs> <laughs> god yeah <laughs> and you can like you know assassin's creed up some walls and stuff mm. yeah like there's one point where you like fall into you fall through like a laundry chute but it's kind of like that um i feel like there's a clip of like i want to say it's assassin's creed 3 where you like you fall into a cart of hay that they kept doing like oh look at all this you can do and i'm like cool it's like a movie I love no, falling I th- into hay. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good trope, and more games should let you do it. Um, I think the sixth world is like a Metroidvania. I think it's maybe like brighter castle-y textures, so it's distinguished from the Soulsborne survival horror. Yeah, I mean that already we could just like go um like the more Metroid route. That's true. Because if we're going more like clean sci-fi with the sci-fi portal stuff. Yeah, sci-fi and the Metroidvania stuff. True. <laughs> so, uh, bold the Metroid part of Metroidvania, but it, I guess it is more like uh, Castlevania because you, you you whip stuff, you use your tail whip. Mm-hmm. 
And you need eight dimension or eight directional tail whip enemies. <laughs> Your tail whip is just made out of a series of orbs. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just wiggle it around. God, yeah. I'm just like, I, cause it's, it's Castlevania 4 that they started doing that, right? I think so. Yeah, God, like that, but it's your fucking lizard tail. Or like, you know, okay, so in Gex 2, at least, there are certain, you could eat flies to restore health, but there are certain flies that give you different abilities, such as a firefly that when you eat it, you become engulfed in flames. Uh, So there could easily just be like a fly that you eat and you can fire laser beams out of your mouth or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it could also just be funny if she also just had a whip of sorts or like some sort of melee weapon yeah so no like, you have the tail whip and then you unlock the the laser beam like it's a metroid weapon mm. or like it's some sort of like yeah like a sub weapon yeah and you know one of your witty remarks is obviously every time you enter one of these levels you're like yeah of course i lost all my progress since last time why wouldn't i <laughs> or it's like i could have sworn i had like over 300 laser beams at my disposal why do i only have 10 <laughs> or I feel like I should be able to grappling hook to that. I really gotta watch out for loose rocks. Every time I trip, it's just I lose, I have to start everything over. You ever get the feeling that, like, you can just, like, run really fast, stop, and then, like, dash really quickly in any direction? This is normal for girls. She knows what Shine Sparking is, and she's not afraid to do it. Oh, she's definitely got to say the words wave dash at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, I guess it's interesting that we haven't, we don't really have, like, fighting game? I think that's, like, a boss fight. Like, because one of the Gex boss fights, for example, is a kaiju fight. Mmm. God, yeah, that somebody's not happy that you beat them in a racing game, so it just turns into a, 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 a 2D, like, <laughs> a fighting game. My car! <laughs> <laughs> So like, we can do the fun referential humor as long as it's not just like, this reminds me just like this, this, this. Yeah, yeah, like, I think there's definitely a delicate way to do video game referential humor and comedy. Like, there's there's definitely going to be like a very sweet princessy healer type girl in the JRPG world that you spend a you know, a little bit of time with her and the main character, one you know, she get, she gets a crush on her, but also realizes, oh, she's going to die. <laughs> or the game is setting her up to die. So it kind of becomes a running gag of like, you, you are not going to become sacrificed for a man's pain and character development. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Aerith. Just, just remember, stay away from any men with one angel wing and a really long sword (laughs) just stay away from men be my friend let's go on an adventure (laughs) see you steal you away from the main plot we can just hang out just be definitely just gonna say the words excuse me princess (laughs) um definitely equip in the the sci-fi portal level of just like remind yourself stay clear of any bakeries (laughs) right right and then, you know, obviously, like, throughout, you occasionally will fight boss Gex mm-hmm. until you get to the end, and then you save Gex, and then you fight Rez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every time you fight Gex, it's like a Shadow Link fight. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, like, uh, he has, like, a very similar... He has a similar moveset to you in that world, so, like, 
he's playing by the metroidvania rules also being able to to attack in the eight directions and god do you do you race him in the racing world maybe i think in that one though it'd be like he comes in with like a really fucked up hacked car it's got, oh like, yeah because i think whatever. it looks like the fucking truck from that sonic generations level of escape from a city yeah well i think it's it's i think the the, the arc in the racing game is you fight a normal dude he's tough but you beat him and then shadow gex comes out and destroys that dude's car so My you have car! to yeah so you have a confrontation with shadow gex and then that dude jumps you and then you have to fight him outside of the car mm-hmm. that's that's definitely where we have the guy say my car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah God, i really like this <laughs> hey square hey square let me be like the creative director of a gex game i don't mm. want to have to work on it i don't trust my abilities but we've got ideas these but i am you know one of those people who's like a weird fucked up gex fan Mm -hmm. uh yeah cassidy is extremely hireable for being creative director on this project the hideo kojima of gex (laughs) (laughs) gex stranding or gecko stranding sorry because we we can't uh use that Use use the the copyright until we get the actual thumbs up. I did just have to Google the words "gex stranding" to make sure no one's done that. <laughs> now I'm just like thinking about um the the fucked up baby in a tube, but it's just a lizard instead. Uh, I definitely think um <laughs> I definitely think maybe there's like a section of the 3D platformer thing where you have to go around activating platforms. Mm-hmm. in order to jump on them and when you first get to that area she says the words oh a platform game without platforms what could <laughs> possibly go wrong mm. funny reference of bubsy <laughs> what's gex's daughter's name um gina hmm i like the thought I I just I it was the first G name I could think of. Most of the names in uh, Gex, with the exception of Alfred and Agent Extra, are three letters long. Okay. Um, um, we don't know Gex's mom's name, and we don't know Gex's dad's name, but Gex, Rez, Rex, and Gex has like a cousin who sounds like it's a bad character design. I haven't looked at it, but his cousin's mm. name is Cuz. Okay. C U Z. Um, Amy. Amy's good. Let me look up just three letter names. Uh all there's also cat, K A T. It feels weird to give um a lizard a, another animal name. Um, or it's genius, hello. She's her name's clearly Catherine, but everybody just calls her Cat. Gia, that's a G name. Ah, uh, Gia! Gex's daughter. Mal Mia. Mm, he Lynn is good from too. Fire Emblem. <laughs> These names just have excess on them. I've only seen the one. Are there any others that have them? Shion. Or Shia. <laughs> it's very much a trans person giving themselves their own name. Mm-hmm. Um, the, okay, so I own this list of three letter names. The only one that I've seen that has an X in it of 
of quote girl flavor. I'll go and look on the other side too. Um, mm. Is EXA, EXA, or EZA maybe? Mm. But it has very little use <laughs> looking at the usage chart. Mm. Lex is too close to Gex. Yeah. There's mm. a name on here that's L E S. And I'm just like, yes, her name's Les, short for lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I like I, I like Gia as the concept of it being a G name, but I don't know if mm. I like it actually. You know? Yeah. Liv, also good. Liv! Oh, that's cute. Are there any good what are some like good TV words that we could reduce to three letters? Um I just thought of one, but then I realized, oh no, that's that's definitely that's definitely the character's name from the Adventure Zone, and I do want not want anything to do with the McElroy brothers. Oh no! So I was like, oh, one up. That could be like, you know, L E P Loop, and I was like, no, wait, that's the trans character that they put on the Adventure Zone. <laughs> Can't have that. It could be Anna, like analog. Mmm. I like that, actually. Because that's both uh, video games and television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, agreed. So then it's, this could be Gex colon analog. <laughs> Gex colon analog. It's Anna's prologue. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Jesus, the timer scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um. Okay, but I'm spelling it like an a n a l o g u e which is the first definition on Merriam Webster's dictionary says something that is similar or comparable to something else <gasps> aha like analogous colors mhm and it's like she's very similar to the thing but different mhm i think the first level should be one of the low poly levels and it, mm-hmm. it is just a recreation of the first tune level from Gex 2. Uh-huh. Agreed. <laughs> or at least at first, and then they can, you know, remix it or whatever. Uh, what if we call the evil version of Gex Liquid Gex? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like Liquid Snake. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I also like the idea of the progression. So in Gex 2, and later on in Gex 3, progression was sort of gated, like you have to collect enough total remotes to unlock the next thing. Uh-huh. Like the next section of levels. But what if it's like that, but because we're sticking to like these six general types of levels, <laughs> it's like, alright, once you collect enough um, you know, collectibles in the Soulsborne level, you unlock the next Soulsborne level. Mm. So if you really wanted to, you know, clear out all three of those levels, you can do that, and then you can fight, you know, the Gex boss fight at the end right. of that set. Okay. <clears throat> Gex Analog, a comedy game. While on a mission in the media dimension with Agent Extra, Gex is taken by Rez and infected with Liquid Rez, morphing him into a creature of pure television static. Agent Extra enlists the help of Gex's trans gamer girl daughter, Anna, to help save them. Or to save him. Because there's only the one person in trouble. Mm-hmm. Gex uses he-him pronouns. That's true. 
They must navigate the virtual recreation of Gex's mansion and find the various television entrances to the different levels. Rather than movies and film, the levels in this game pastiche and parody aspects of popular video games and game design trends, including levels themed after Soulsborne and survival horror games, Metroidvanias, and classic low-poly 3D platformers. After confronting Liquid Gex across multiple level types, Anna confronts Rez and saves her father. Nice. <laughs> we did it. We managed to make a perfect sequel to Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko. You know, and it really was just a matter of time. Also, is this too much context to be out of context RNGG? <laughs> I think I've, you know, I already did fucking tweet the, the Gex concept art. Oh, I think true. that might be enough. Okay, it is. That's true. It's good concept art is the thing. It's so cute. I just, the concept art really nailed the fact that Gex is just a little lizard. Yeah, what if Gex was just more of a little lizard? Instead of a sometimes weirdo. Instead of just like a really just horny man. (laughs) Oh shit, they put Resident Evil characters in Fortnite. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. Who is it? What are the two? It's Jill and Chris Redfield. I was going to say, my beefy husband. I don't know Chris immediately. My brain doesn't immediately go with Chris. My brain's like, oh yeah, uh, the the other Resident Evil character that I know other than Jill, Leon. Yeah, honestly, like, I would have been happy with Leon or Chris. They're they're both cool dudes. Cool dudes of survival horror. Uh, Anyways, you can find the show. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. I did want to talk a little bit about Final Fantasy IV. Okay, yeah. So I did play a little bit more of it. And I think what's going to happen here is that I'm just going to keep playing more of it and I'll explain Final Fantasy IV to you. I think that that works for me because, yeah, I just I keep having weird weeks. And I just I do not want to sit down and play more of it. I did like what I did play of it. And I think I'm extremely softening on Final Fantasy IV. Um, the hard part is I have to remember where we left off and what happened between there and where I got to. Um, I think where we left off, we confronted um, Edge's parents, or what became of them, which was monsters. Um, you know, you you fight them, but instead of fighting them, they just sort of, you know, destroy themselves in order to, mm. you know, not have to fight their son. Uh, yeah. And basically, you do some stuff and the place starts to blow up. Um, and you escape by getting into one of the airships there that I forgot the name of it, but Edge just sort of like helps you steal an airship. Mm. This airship, um, has already been outfitted to fly over lava because it's one of the ones that, uh, Golbus has been using. Mm. Uh, you fly that back down to where the dwarves were and you find Sid still alive. He's just recovering. Mm-hmm. Um... And then some stuff happens, and the dwarves are like, hey, so the last crystal they need, because they have all the other crystals now, is in this location. They're going to still be looking here, so you're just going to go there to the sealed cave, and you're going to go get the crystal before they can. Mm-hmm. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Yeah. Uh, so you go to the sealed cave, you go through it, um, you fight some doors, um, and if you're going to fight these doors, make sure you get Rosa up to level 36 so she can learn Reflect. Because the doors mm-hmm. have this thing where it's like, all right, I'm going to target this enemy or this this member of your party, um, and if and 
if you don't destroy me before my my spell casting is up, I'm going to instantly kill them. Yeah. And then even if you manage to survive all that, once you kill the door, it just summons another monster that's really strong. Mm-hmm. Like the the best way to take care of this is to get reflect so you can reflect their instant kill move, killing yeah. them instantly. <laughs> um, but like once you do that, it's it's easy. It's cakewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go through there, you get to the bottom of the sealed cave, you find the crystal room, you take the crystal. It's no problem. You leave the crystal room. You have to fight the demon wall, because the walls are closing in on you again. Mm-hmm. Demon wall, famous of Final Fantasy. It just slowly crawls across the screen, and if it gets too close to you, you die. It's um literally, I think, the first example of a DPS check I have ever seen. <laughs> But, you know, it you shouldn't have too much of a problem, especially if, you know, you've gotten to about level 36 with everybody, which mm-hmm. is about mm-hmm. where I was. Yeah. Um, then you, you head back up to the top of the sealed cave, and once you get up there, you hear Golbez's voice, and he's like, Excellent work. Now, Kane, bring the crystal to me. And Kane's like, Don't worry, guys. He's not going to be able to mind control me again. And then literally as soon as you close out of that text box, Kane takes the crystal and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor Kane. Like, I, I think at this point he genuinely means well. But like, that poor dude, he just ain't right in the head. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, well, they're going to have all the crystals now. We've got to go do something about it. And that's where I stopped playing last. It was only like an hour and a half of playtime because I did spend a yeah. good bit of that grinding. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so that's that's the story so far. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Now we can plug the show. You find the show on Twitter at rnggcast, and you can send us emails to rnggpodcast at gmail Tell us what you would put in a video game parody level of mm-hmm. gex. Yeah, because we're in the modern era. There's a uh, room for DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crash, where are you online? I am on Twitter at Daphne Oliver XIV. That's where you can find me posting screenshots. I got unlocked a new hairstyle in Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, I think it's really cute. And you should go tell me how cute it is on my Twitter. Cassidy, where are you online? You can find me online at RNGG. Oh, that's the show. Where it is? What is happening to me? This is your brain <laughs> on podcasts. Mm-hmm. you can find me on twitter at madlobotanist that's m-a-d-l-o-b-o-t-a-n-i-s-t you can find all my podcasts and stuff that i do and i've guessed it on on my website which is at madlobotanist.neocities.org which is twitter handle neocities.org i uh drew a fake Yu-Gi-Oh monster and i think it's really good gummy shark dragon is the best monster ever gummy shark dragon i want printed and i want to hold it in real life um anyways that's it for the show i gotta roll the numbers Mm-hmm. Not random street view. I need a random number. Between one and six. How about the number two? That should be a topic. Topic. All right. Um. In that case, how about number twenty-two? What's number twenty-two? Number twenty-two hunting. is hunting. Okay. We we haven't done hunting, have we? I don't think so. All right. We'll all figure out what we're doing for hunting next time. Mm-hmm. But until then. Good luck. Have fun.